0: The other, the other thing that I think is really important is just positioning yourself and thinking ahead a couple steps in your, in your academic career, in your professional career, thinking ahead of how can you best position yourself for as many options as possible and keep as many doors open as possible.
1: Welcome to Professional Profiles. Podcast where I interview industry experts to understand their jobs, learn about their journeys to success, and uncover the strategies they've used to find it. Today I'm joined by Matt Murphy, a man whose extraordinary ability to connect with people has propelled him to success in business. As co-founder of Astra Capital Management, Matt has over two decades of strategic investment experience, even working as the president of Grande Communications during his career. Join me as we discuss his steps to developing a passion, to using failure to your advantage, and the importance of self-awareness in business and life. Here's the interview. Well, first, thank you very much for coming on the show to talk with us, and secondly, Could you just give us a brief overview of what you do? Uh,
0: So I started, uh, educationally, I started as a public policy and econ major. And that led me to my first job out of school was investment banking in New York. And that gave me a great uh, training and background to move into private equity, uh, which I did for several years before um, I then moved over to running companies and being part of a management team. So um, in a lot of ways, I, I wanted to do um, operational roles for several years so that I could go back to private equity and be a better investor. And that's ultimately what I did about seven years ago. So I've been running my firm with my partners uh, called Astra Capital for the last seven years.
1: So when you were going through the education system, what kept you motivated to pursue your passion in order to do what you do now?
0: Well, I guess you know. To be honest, I didn't really know about this world in the career while I was younger. I certainly didn't know about it in high school. I had an inkling about it in um, in college, and sort of you know halfway through college, started steering all of my efforts and course curriculum and what I was doing during summers to position myself for that. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know that this is necessarily just for my career, but I think w- at least what I try to talk to my kids about in terms of finding something that you're passionate and you want to be successful. And there's, there's a couple things that I've always thought are really important. I mean, the first is just being willing to put in the work and having a lot of determination and a lot of endurance. And if you can work harder than most of your peers, generally good things are going to happen. Um, they're, they're, you might personally love a book called Grit, um, which is all about people, even people who may or may not have the most uh, inane talent, um, but just being incredibly successful because they're willing to work harder than anybody else. And that's that's the kind of trait that will really serve could anybody well.
1: Could you speak a little about the book and Angela Duckworth who wrote it?
0: She started, you know, really studying Navy SEALs. Uh, but then mm-hmm. taking a look at, you know, people from all sorts of other walks of life, a lot of athletes, um, and just business leaders. And, and really it boils down to just being driven to work harder, um, than almost anyone around you to achieve your goals. And I think that's incredibly important. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the other, the other thing that I think is really important is just positioning yourself. And thinking ahead a couple steps in your in your academic career, in your professional career, thinking ahead of how can you best position yourself for as many options as possible and keep as many doors open as possible. So, you know, if you're thinking about going to a college, what does the alumni look like? If you're thinking about a specific uh, major, what different careers could could that lead to? And how how many uh, you know what what breadth of options can you provide yourself so that you know you, you're gonna figure out everyone figures out um, their interests over time and very few people know when you're in high school what you want to do for a career so for me having as as much uh, as many options open has always been important to me and, and that was during school that was during the beginning of my career and you know, now, now where I am now is, is sort of where I want to be, which I love.
1: So currently now, what does the day-to-day routine look like for you?
0: You know, it's funny. I, I joke with my family that I don't really do work anymore. Um, I'm, I'm basically <laughs> directing other people to do work. Um, but that's, you know, that also goes with, um, just progressing in your career because the two things I was just talking about, determination and then you know preserving optionality, those are really important when you're an individual contributor in any line of work. Um, but in most fields, you will want to get to a point where you're becoming more of a leader and managing teams or helping to overall direct the strategy and, and ask people to execute on it. And so you won't be the one who's spending hours and hours in front of a laptop, making presentations or doing analysis. And it's, and it's more about leading people.
1: What about when you were my age or you were a teenager how did you keep open doors and an open mind in a time when you said you didn't know what your passion was?
0: I'd say that um, in college um, I went to a university that had a a common core for liberal arts education. And um, it really checked all the boxes in the humanities and the sciences and um, English and and history, et cetera. Um, And I, as I was deciding what I wanted to do for a major, I, I, zeroed in on one called public policy that was a mix between what's happening in government and uh, also had a heavy base in economics. And so it allowed me to look at two really different worlds, the whole political world and the finance world. And as I went through those programs and I did some, um, some work during the summers in, in both fields, I was able to start figuring out which area I thought I'd want to get into more And allowed me to sort of dial that in as I got closer to graduation and, uh, and ultimately just position myself to be able to get that next job. And that's, that's where I I went into banking. And again, that, that experience, much like consulting, uh, where you get a great training right away as a young person. Both of those fields really open up a lot of different avenues to take what you've learned and the experience that you've got and then go apply it in different fields, whether it's private equity or banking, consulting, or with an operating company specifically. Um, it just is, is a great way to really give yourself a lot of different optionality.
1: So after you actually co-founded your company, what were some of the initial setbacks that caused friction that you faced and how did you deal with them?
0: Well, there's a handful of things I mentioned. It's it's really challenging when you're starting a firm, particularly a private equity firm, the biggest challenge is just proving to investors that you're going to be able to actually execute. And you know, you get a lot of no's. Um, it's it's sort of an exercise in humility to go have a lot of pitches and conversations with people who just don't necessarily think that you're going to be able to do what you want to do. And that's really challenging. Uh, but you, you have to move on and figure out how you are going to do it and how you are going to find the right people that are interested in what your plan is. Um, so you got to be okay with disappointment and rejection. Um, that's pretty common to sales roles. Um, and and that's one of those skill sets that people need to learn if they want to do something challenging that way. Um, but also, you know, in, in the first few years of it, it was something that my partners and I, we were self-funding 100%. And that puts strain on you personally, on your family. When there's income going out instead of coming in, that's that's a challenge. And so um, the other thing that I think if you're going to attempt something like that, you really need to make sure that you've planned appropriately, that you can afford to do something like that. And maybe it's not even just money, but time. Because sometimes things may not work out. And so you want to make sure that whatever you're doing, you're planning in a way that you don't get stuck. And, and don't have you know, really bad ramifications for you or your family.
1: So then what do you think co-founding this partnership has taught you, not just about success, but about people and dealing with them?
0: Um, a couple things. I mean, I I guess the first one was, you know, I really did this with one of my best friends and it was really hard and really challenging and we're not done yet. I, I wouldn't call it a success just yet. I hope we're on the way for that. Um, uh, But there's not a chance that I could have done it alone or done it with uh, people that I didn't have just complete trust. Uh, You know, he and I have been really great friends for nearly 30 years. Uh, We were in each other's weddings. There were times where things were really challenging. And if I had any doubt about uh, not only his ability, but his loyalty to me, it would have been really, really hard. And I, I know vice versa. Um, so being able to work with people that you really trust and respect is a huge luxury.
1: So you're a father of four kids. Do you think your business philosophy for success in business relates to your parenting philosophy? And if so, how are you using it to successfully raise your children?
0: We talked a bit about, uh, being really willing to work hard. We talked about planning ahead and really, um, position yourself for as many different options as possible. And I, uh, I probably am a broken record to my kids about that. Um, but another piece, you know, is, as I have progressed in my career and become more of a leader, there's different skill sets that are really important to being a leader versus uh, simply being an individual contributor that's successful. Um, and uh, these are traits that I've learned and been taught through programs, but uh, being really self-aware of yourself and your pluses and minuses and being vulnerable specifically about your minuses is really important because it, it builds trust. And if you demonstrate that vulnerability to your, your coworkers or the people that you're directing, they just, they'll walk through walls for you. Um, and really having that paired with some empathy where you're really putting yourself in other people's shoes helps to lead people. And, you know, I think those, those similar, um, skills are necessary if you're going to be a good parent. And I mean, it's different than leading people at work, but we're trying to guide our kids and help them make good decisions and, uh, help them find the things that they're excited about.
1: So not everyone will want to pursue a business when they're older, but everyone has flaws. How can one analyze the things that they're not the best at and improve on those things?
0: I think the biggest is being aware of them and not being embarrassed by it uh, and not hiding from it. You know, everybody fails uh, in in all sorts of areas and that's what makes you stronger, makes you smarter, gives you, you know, the, the experience to not duplicate your failures, uh, hopefully, and, and figure out how you can maybe do things to improve areas that you're not great at and, and just become a better, well-rounded person. Uh, that's just part of life. And um, I, I think it's important to not run from your failures or your shortcomings and just have the courage to be self-aware of them and be be honest about them.
1: If you were talking to younger, less experienced people who are starting their journey to achieve success, what would you say to them surrounding the idea of failure?
0: That's critical, to, you know, not to fear failure because everybody fails. And it, it's how you learn. You know, you get knocked down pick yourself up, dust yourself off. You figure out why'd I fail. Uh, and it, and it could be something as simple as, Hey, you know, if you're taking classes and you're just getting your butt kicked in it, maybe it's not for you. And and maybe you just haven't found the things that you're really good at yet or that really turn you on. So, um, I would say embrace your failures, but also fail fast. You know, if you, if you figure out that, um, you're just, you don't have the passion for something or you don't have the aptitude for it, uh, move on to something else. And I guess there's a balance there because you don't want to quit too, too quickly. Um, I think you want to really figure out how you can succeed at things that you're not naturally good at, but ultimately failure is how you figure out, um, where you want to go and the things that you do like. So, um, Uh, again, not running from it, I think it's important because everybody fails. I mean, Michael Jordan had some of the best speeches about failure, that that's how
1: he became who he was. Right. I mean, I feel like Michael Jordan has so many different quotes about so many different important things that are all really true. But speaking on that topic, are there any sources that you would recommend to young adults or really anyone in general about bettering their life and bettering their success in business?
0: Well, we talked a little bit about the book grit, which is, which is one Mm -hmm. that uh, comes to mind immediately for this topic. Um, that's, that's a great one. Um, but honestly, beyond, um, beyond books, I think talking to people and, and having kind of people resources around you is, is really great. Whether it's a teacher, whether it's a friend's parent, you know, some of these conversations that you're having, I think are really great for folks. Um, you know, personally for myself, I've learned so much from folks who were mentors and they were, they were older than me. They were more experienced. They took the time to really teach me and explain things to me that I wouldn't have understood if I just tried to figure it out on my own. And, and again, some of them were teachers. Uh, my parents were great mentors, um, some professors in college, and then ultimately people that I worked for over the years. And so, you know, really... You get the most out of folks like that if you proactively go and and ask them for advice and take the time to listen, and that's that's a great part of learning. Um, I also got really lucky when I when I did move into the role of leading a whole organization. I, uh, I joined a business group called Young Presidents Organization, and it was really an organization that was set up to create a network for people who were in similar roles, running organizations that were of scale and they were really early in their careers. So didn't have a ton of experience. And so it created a great forum for people to, to really have other folks to talk to share issues, concerns, problems, and get great advice. Um, and so, you know, that's just one example, but if you can find peer groups, or mentors who can help you along your journey and whatever you're trying to achieve. It just it is so beneficial. And again, that's another, that's another uh, area where just being um, self-aware and not afraid or ashamed to ask for help is a great tool
1: how does one go about finding people that they trust on a topic and want to learn from like a good mentor or a good person that they can reach out to ask questions to, you know,
0: some of it's luck. Uh, and I think it also really depends, you know, kind of what setting you're in. I mean, if it's, um, if you're in school and you're, you're trying to really learn more, I think you just, you, you got to take that extra time to go talk to your teachers or your professors and, or your TAs and, um just be open about things that you're trying to understand whether it's just part of your your coursework and you haven't quite nailed it uh you know go get that extra help go talk to people um when you're when you're working and you know, when you kind of start your working career um uh, i i would say one thing whenever you start a new job no matter what age you don't know what you don't know and there's going to be an adjustment period where you, you know you barely know how to find the bathroom much less do your job so, you know, being proactive about talking to people who have been there, who have been in your seat and asking all the questions about things that you don't understand yet, that's important and it's not a sign of weakness. It's it, People will say, hey, this is this is somebody who wants to figure out how to do their job well and is doing the right thing of asking. And um, And rarely will you ever find that anybody views that as a nuisance or a negative. People are going to be really impressed when, Uh, you're in a position where you don't know exactly what to do and you're asking for help.
1: With your success through Grande and through Astra, you would look to keep pushing, I would assume. What is the next step for you and what do you see yourself doing in the future with either Astra or outside of it?
0: Well, you know, my hope is that Astra is my career for the rest of my career. Um, and, And what our goals are will change over time because we've gone from... You know, just a startup fledgling firm when we first started it to then getting some some uh, meaningful heft. And along each iteration of, of kind of growth, um, we have to figure out different things. You know, we've we've staffed up. We've hired a bunch of people. We've had to invest a lot of time and energy in making sure that the structure is right so that the firm can be operating on its own without me and my partners micromanaging it. And we're getting to that point where we're hopefully going to be doubling or tripling in size over the next year or two. And over the next five to 10 years, I think our goal will be how can we continue to make this a platform that does great deals, that hires great people who have great careers. And then ultimately it's going to be how do we transition ourselves uh, more to the sidelines and provide that opportunity for the next layer of people to continue growing the company and the and the companies that we invest in um, so my hope is that i'm doing that pretty much till my career is over uh, which i hope is a very very long time because i can't imagine ever retiring
1: <laughs> so you talked about sending goals and you mentioned a specific one saying that in the next one to two years you see your company even doubling or tripling how important is it to set goals not just in business, but in life
0: incredibly important um, in almost any part of your life, I think it's really important to set goals because if you don't have something that you're striving for, then how do you know how do you really track your progress um, and it's a little different in companies where you can get, you can really set some very specific goals and a lot of them that have metrics uh, that you either did or didn't achieve and and so much of our business we We set those goals and then we also uh, really measure against them uh, pretty much monthly, quarterly, annually. So then, you know, a year later or whenever the checkpoint is you can really evaluate how the performance was versus your goals. Um, So I think that's incredibly important in business. I think it's also important in life and helpful just in your personal life. And as, as you're kind of progressing through education to your career, but it's also important not to get too down on yourself that those goals aren't met. Uh, it, you know, you're not, uh, goals are, goals are lofty for a reason. And so, you know, if you had hit all of your goals, you probably set the targets too low. Um, and, and so you can kind of figure that out. But um, I think it's good. It, it, it kind of goes back to what, you know, what I think is important in terms of setting yourself up for optionality. That's sort of like setting goals. You know, if you, if you have, some thoughts of things that you want to do and you need to figure out how do you, you don't get there in one giant step. You get there in a, in a sequence of steps. And so, you know, you set those goals of the first couple steps and have you achieved those. And if you didn't, maybe do you have to have different steps to get there? So just being proactive and thoughtful about where you want to go personally is, is important.
1: Thank you so much for your time, your insights and your thoughtfulness and coming on my show. I really appreciate it.
0: Your thing, Charlie. All right.
1: Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to stay updated for future episodes. My name is Charlie Hubbard, and this has been Professional Profiles.